Welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50, episode 25. We are continuing our villain series, and today we are talking about the Cybermen. The Cybermen faced off against most of the Doctors in the history of the series. They faced off against Hartnell once, Troughton four times, Tom Baker once, Davison alone once, Colin Baker once, Sylvester McCoy once, and they also appeared in The Five Doctors, where they faced off against a number of the original cast. So they appeared in ten of the classic stories. Their first appearance was the Tenth Planet, a four-parter. The final part is missing, which is fairly significant from a historical perspective because that fourth and final part is the one where the Doctor regenerated for the first time. According to what I've been able to dig up online, the intention was for the Cybermen's energy-draining attack on Earth to be what sparked the regeneration, although that wasn't always clear, and some people assume that the first Doctor passed away from old age. That's not consistent with what's said later in the series, although it wouldn't be the first time they rewrote the rules in the course of the series. After that rather significant first appearance, they faced off against Patrick Troughton four times, once in Story 33, The Moon Base, and two of those four parts are missing. Again in Story 37, Tome of the Cybermen, that is complete and fully available on DVD. The Moon Base, right now it's only partially available as part of the Lost Stories box set, although they are animating the missing episodes and releasing those. The Will in Space is Story 43, that's where they appeared next. This introduced Zoe Harriet as one of the Doctor's companions. Four of those six parts are missing. They came back in The Invasion, Story 46. It has been released as well. There are four chapters in this story. Two of those were missing and have been animated for the release. This story is one of the stories I'm missing from my collection, but it does involve the first appearance of Unit and the first appearance of Sergeant Benton. After this, they skipped the Pertwee era completely and didn't reappear until Story 79, Revenge of the Cybermen, during Tom Baker's first season as the Doctor. As with all color episodes, that one is complete. They came back in Story 122, Earthshock, when they faced off against Peter Davison Solo, and unfortunately that is one of the three stories in this collection that I am missing. I'm missing Tenth Planet, The Invasion, and Earthshock. They came back in Story 130 as one of the villains that we see in The Five Doctors. They weren't a terribly prominent villain in that one. The main villain was someone else entirely, but that villain not just brought the five doctors together, but that villain also brought a number of the repeating adversaries together. They came back for Story 138, Attack of the Cybermen, when they faced off against Colin Baker, and their final appearance in the regular run of the series was in Silver Nemesis, involving Sylvester McCoy, but again, they were one of multiple groups of villains in that one, so not particularly significant. So the basic background is that they are alien cyborgs that assimilate other life forms to increase their numbers and have a habit of warning their intended victims that resistance is useless. They are originally from planet Mondas, which was formerly in orbit in Earth's L2 point, uh, but was spun out because of instability. The L2 point, or the second Lagrange point, is the one at the opposite point in the orbit, which is a staple of science fiction and sometimes even tabloid headlines, it is an unstable point. So you can't have two planets or two bodies in the same orbit at opposite ends for long periods of time. The next two Lagrange points that are 60 degrees off instead of 180 degrees off in the orbit are stable. The 180 degree one is unstable. Apparently that was used. This is something established in that 10th planet serial that I'm currently missing. So their planet Mondas was spun off into space. And the way they managed to survive was by 
turning themselves into cyborgs through the cyber conversion process that later became known as upgrading. So they do still have biological tissues inside. They are not pure robots. Most of their emotions are gone, but not all. And their race is nearly extinct. So in a lot of the stories, it's not even clear in the first chapter that Cybermen are the villains. We often just get hints that somebody's pulling the strings because they do tend to take their actions through a lot of long-term planning, behind-the-scenes action, and you know, long-term scheming. And they often manipulate things, including human allies. Now, those allies may be paid off, as they were in Revenge of the Cybermen, or they may be mind-controlled, as they were in Wheel in Space. But they do try to bring other humans on board to help facilitate their invasion. They also have the little cyber mats, which are you know anywhere from 30 to 50 centimeters long by the look of it, or one to two feet. And they're little mechanical critters that run around and you know gather intelligence and do some other work for them. They show up a few times as mobile agents, although that was mostly in the Troughton era. They show up again in the Tom Baker era and then don't appear again until the reboot. Now, after they practically lost the world of Mondas and that was dying, they conquered the planet of Telos, whose race developed cryogenically frozen cities because they needed colder temperatures as their planet's environment changed. And the Cybermen took over these same cryogenic facilities for their own use to help keep the race alive until they could find new sources of biological material to upgrade and increase their numbers. So the planet of Telos shows up in a couple of stories as well and brings in the history. Now this is the classic history of the Cybermen. The 2005 reboot of Doctor Who basically rewrites their history entirely, so they're coming in from a parallel universe. That this series is talking about the classic series, so just know the basic idea that these are still cyborgs that assimilate other cultures and upgrade or cyber-convert them to increase their numbers still holds. But the rest of their backstory, that has changed. And that was a change that was made during the Russell T. Davies era. The backstory hasn't been referenced since Stephen Moffat took over, so I'm wondering if he's just leaving that alone and not having that involved in the stories so people can, you know, choose to believe it's still consistent with the original series and just avoid that confusion. But the Cybermen will always be remembered for triggering the first regeneration, which is, as I've said before, when Doctor Who really started to set itself apart from all the other sci-fi on the air. Generally speaking, these are a great concept, and it's no wonder why it inspired imitations from some of the other science fiction franchises out there. That's a basic rundown on the Cybermen, so join us again tomorrow when we discuss the villains that do face off against John Pertwee, and in fact, John Pertwee only in the classic series. Tomorrow we'll be discussing the Autons. Thank you for listening.